Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everybody, welcome back to Marriage and Martinis. And if this is your first time joining us, thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> if it's your second time joining us, thanks for coming back. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, so it's if your it's your first time, time <laughs> if it's your third time, being, if, all right, you win. Yes. So if you don't know us, I'm Adam, and next to me is my beautiful, mm, smart, I feel real beautiful. Look at me. sexy, wow. fun, and forgiving wife, Danielle. Holy crap. Forgiving is a big <laughs> one. But yes, uh, I'm in your sweatshirt, yoga pants. I know. You always wear my sweatshirt. Pet yep. caves. I just, uh, I just worked out. Not, not to brag or anything. <laughs> I did a whole 30 minutes on the so bike. So proud of you. The Peloton? Mm-hmm. The Peloton. The Peloton. How did they say it in the commercial? Peloton? Peloton. No. Peloton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're from Trenton, so that's we would right. say Peloton. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Water. <laughs> Wednesday. Thursday. No. Yes. No, never said that. Well, you're not really from Trenton. I really am no. from Trenton. Right. Right. So we are just back from a quickie New York getaway. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, we, we, we go in like once a year, twice a year, maybe, um, just to get away, to unwind, just to have a good time and have some great dinners and stay at nice hotels. But this time, for the first time, we made it like a business trip. And I think it helped us, like, awesome. Yeah, like, it was great. We had a ton of time just to have our laptops, work on this podcast, work on everything we need to for this podcast. And I didn't really... Well, you get to work on your stuff during the day, which I don't get to do. So I never realized like time goes by fast and you think like you're getting so much done, but like I would look up two hours later and be like, shit, I'm still working on the same stupid thing. Well, one day we didn't even get out of bed till 10 o'clock. Okay. But even so still, that but we had from kind 10... of cuts your day in half. Yeah. But even still, like I don't realize how long this shit takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it was cool just to be able to spend time doing this and man, I had a good time. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And we, um, we always talk about, well, first of all, everybody who's been listening for a while and has heard, our, you know, the guilt episode and the moving forward episode and everything knows that, like, it's been a hard fucking six months. Really hard. A uh, year. Uh, yeah, I guess now. Well, now it's a year. Yeah. Well, the six months was just when we did the podcast, but... It yeah, was a hard well, year leading it was up a hard to that year, too. Yeah, and not our first hard year. We've had many hard years, but um, we had one really good year. <laughs> it was awesome. But we, for me, New York, 
it's been hard because that's our place. Like we're an hour from New York. Speaking of past, that's what our episode is about. So much of our, the beginning of our relationship and our memories are embedded in New York City and going there and mm-hmm. going out to dinner, going and, you know, playing pool. Like so many of our memories are there. And the past couple times we've gone have been some of the worst times of my life. Mm-hmm. Like my birthday night ended up being one of the worst nights of my life, my 40th birthday. Well, we already talked about it. So go I'm back just and saying, listen. no, what I'm saying <laughs> I don't is revamp the, we, uh, I was nervous to go I because know. I was nervous that I didn't know, was it going to be, you know, we tried to go one time after that, but which was right after you told me the truth about New York. We had already planned a trip and we went again and it was another shit show of a vacation. So this time... Like, it was, like, all in the line, you know? All in the line. All in the line. I think, like, four times you told me to go to a strip club. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you for setting mm. me up. No way. I'm staying right no, I here. Didn't. Yes, you did. You just didn't want to leave me at all. You're like, nope, I'm not going out and getting a slice of pizza by myself. <laughs> yeah. You're like, if you're hungry, go get pizza. And I'm like, nope, not leaving you. Right. Nope. Right. Nope. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. You, know, you would find this pizza and strip club. <laughs> <laughs> we need, like... We need like a month getaway. Like that yeah. was just not enough time to like. We have so much to do. And even I know, two but can days, I just tell you that we? So we when we were away, we I spoke about on Instagram. I put so we. I know you don't think we ate a lot because you could eat eight times that much and it's fine. For me, I we ate a lot. Like and I I loved every second of it. Don't get me wrong. But between that and like the drinking and everything. I have such bad indigestion. Yeah. I have really like, all I feel is like, I don't know if it's indigestion or heartburn. I don't know, but it's both. Yeah. I just, all I feel is something like some kind of acid just sitting there in my chest. Like we'd be dead if we stayed there <laughs> right. for too long. I literally just took, what do our friends call them? The uh, happy belly or happy something? Happy stomach. Happy stomach. Oh, shout out, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just took one of those because I'm feeling the same. Mm-hmm. But whenever, we, like I was saying before, whenever we go into the city, we do big dinners, we do big nights out. We do. We didn't do any of that. We just ate all day long. But we had we like ate small plates. Yeah, all it was day. just small. Like mm-hmm. it was just small plates here and there. Nothing big. Nothing crazy. Yeah, for you, but oh. for me, that's you know, that's it's much different. But I will say this: we stayed in a beautiful hotel, the Beekman Hotel downtown. I know you don't want me to say the name because. They're not advertising yeah. us. But we stayed at this hotel, and it's beautiful. And actually, I told you that I learned a little bit of uh, trivia, that that hotel was the first elevators ever in New York City were installed in that hotel. That's and it's really a, cool. It is was cool. It, was it the Beekman Hotel then? Or yeah. Was it? I think yeah. it's been around. I think it's one of the first hotels in New York City. And um, I mean, that's all the way down. It's a gorgeous hotel. It's very old. The only thing was... The bathroom situation was horrible. Like they had this like sliding door, which mm-hmm. looked really pretty, but it didn't block out any sound whatsoever. None. And it- you would like hang out when I was in the bathroom. I'd be like, can you fucking leave? <laughs> because I don't want you here while I go to the bathroom on yeah. our like romantic getaway. Yeah. We had to leave the room mm-hmm. when each other went they to the bathroom. They need to fix that. Beekman, you need to fix yeah, your bathroom situation. It was situation. really bad. Everything else was perfect, but your bathroom yeah, situation think, is not good. I think I went down to the lobby bathroom once. Just because you were in the room? I tried, and it was closed. You did. I no, did. but I did. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but a beautiful, great hotel. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks and for- we had a great photo session with Danielle Gunther Photos. Wait, whoa, sh- don't mention her. Of course I'm going to mention her. I love her now. She I was know, amazing. Um, and we have, you know, one thing about going away, the two of you, is that you make fun memories that you don't make when your kids are around because you can't really do stupid shit when your kids are around. Like, you make different kind of memories when your kids are around. But I feel like every time we go away, we come back with a hilarious story. Mm -hmm. When we were in Costa Rica, when we've gone to Mexico, like, every time we have a hilarious story. And this time... It was funny because, oh, we have a funny story where um, we were having the photo shoot and um, we went up separately. You were coming up to the room and the photographer and the stylist and I um, were all coming up to the room together separately. And um, Alana, um, Mm -hmm. super color fashionista, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she's awesome too. Uh, We were coming up separately. So you got up to the room first. Oh, I was paying the bill at the bar Mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, you guys go ahead. So I assumed you were there already. Right. You assumed we were there already, but we stopped to look at a baby, a really (laughs) cute baby. So you went upstairs and you knocked on the door thinking that we were inside the room already and you were reenacting one of our favorite Tommy Boy (laughs) moments. So you knocked and you said... I said, uh, housekeeping, housekeeping. You want me to jerk you off? Housekeeping? Which anybody who's seen Tommy Boy, and if you haven't seen Tommy Boy, come on, um, knows that that's hilarious, and you expected us to open the door, and housekeeping opened the door. Housekeeping opened the door. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And And then we went inside, and our photo shoot was really funny. So inside the room, there were like tons of sex books, um, just for like props, um, our cock ring was in there and the charger, like all this stuff yeah, that she must have been like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> so, and the poor woman, yeah, sure. like, she's like, I'm just trying to clean your fucking room. I don't want you to jerk me off. I don't need, <laughs> I don't want to jerk you off. Nothing. No. So we, uh, she was probably laughing the whole time. I hope so. No, she was cute. She was, yeah. she was, she was, yeah. So I asked you three defining moments or people from your past and what you learned from them. Let's just go back and forth of like, right. if you at home, if you could think about, you know, this was really hard because obviously there's so many things that influence us and mm-hmm. so many moments and people from your past that, you know, it could be anything from, I mean, I had a car accident that was like kind of, you know, I'll never forget and sticks out in my mind and, you know, losing somebody or whatever it is. There's three moments um, that, you know, I, I said three moments, but obviously we all have dozens and dozens of moments. That- yeah, I, I try to take this a little lighter than that mm-hmm. and not get too caught Me up too. in. Yeah, Same. Good. Mm-hmm. So my first one. And the obvious, like, yes, my parents super influenced me. Like, yeah, of that's course. all. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about my dad all day long. And, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, this, not necessarily uh, a learning experience for me, but it's just an experience that sticks out in my mind, and I love telling the story. Um, Can you do it quickly? No. You need to do it quickly. I'll do it quickly? Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was 14 and went to go see Skid Row, okay? So me and my two friends and one of the, one of the dads came. We were 12th <laughs> row on the... Uh, yeah, a dad. dad. We're 12th row on the floor, and we get in there. I'm 14. I'm like... 85 pounds. It may be 85 mm-hmm. pounds. And the opening band comes on, Pantera. If you don't know who they are, look them up. It's hardcore shit. And I fell in love in a second. 
You so, love like that heavy metal. Oh, I love it. So all of a sudden there's folding chair. We're on the floor. So the chairs start flying all over the place. Everybody's throwing their chairs and they go start this mosh pit right in front of the stage. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm doing this. This is going to be fun. So I, I, I throw my chair and I start rushing the stage and all of a sudden I get a punch in my kidney. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've never been punched before. Like I'm 14. And then oh, I'm in a full Nelson two seconds later. If you don't know what a full Nelson is, watch wrestling. So I'm literally, I look up, some six foot five security guard has me in a full Nelson and he's dragging me and I, I, I'm crying. I'm like in tears. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so scared. This is the scariest I've ever, scaredest I've ever been in my life. Um, and I'm being carried up and all of a sudden Pantera stops playing. And I look around every stairway up in the stadium, there's somebody being dragged up and he's, they stopped the song. They're like, get your hands off those fucking kids. Let them play, let them have fun. And, uh, they wanted to hear nothing of that. So he took me up to the door, opened the door outside and literally like fresh Prince of Bel Air opening scene threw me out the door. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I'm scene? sure it wasn't very hard. Right. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I literally landed on my ass outside and I'm like, what the fuck? fuck do I do? This I was like, like before cell phones. Did you know where no your friends phones. were? Or anything? No, I'm nothing. I'm, 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 be, I'm literally thrown on the street. And Had you been drinking behind. or anything? No, I didn't drink. I was 14. I didn't drink yet. Oh, yeah. You were a late bloomer. I was. So thank God I had my ticket in my pocket and I just ran around to the front. I was like, here's my ticket. I'm here to see the show, please. And they let me in. Oh. I go down to my seat. I sit down and I watch the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm like a good boy. <laughs> and you found your friends and everything. Found my friends. I'm like, where the, where the fuck were you? What happened? All right, and so why is that a defining out. moment? Like what you said, just something you remember and sticks out? Or well, do you feel like you learned something or like no, something new? That's what, that's what I said before. It was not a learning experience. Right. It's just probably one of the most... Um, crazy things that ever happened to me that I'll never forget. And I think it's a great story and so fun. And I went back down, I sat down and I had a great time watching the show. Like it mm-hmm. was just, as a kid, just a fun story. You yeah, know? in the 80s. Like, so, that's, eh, 90s. 90, mm-hmm. Yeah, 92, 93. Yeah, 92. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's very similar. Uh, mine's about my, <laughs> my bubby. <laughs> She punched you in the kidney and put you in a full Nelson? <laughs> the exact opposite. I used to like nuzzle into her boobs, which were like size like double K or something. Um, just, yeah, completely could not be more different than your memory. She was the opposite of like, she was a Jewish grandma. And I just, so many of my memories, you know, hurt the smell when I think about, I don't know how many of you out there like had a grandparent or, I mean, I loved all my grandparents, but I... She Something. wasn't a Jewish grandma. She was a bubby. Yeah, a bubby. Yes. A, a, like the Yiddish word for grandma, for those of you who don't know what Yiddish is, again, like you were saying, full Nelson, look it up. <laughs> Yiddish, look it up. Yeah. No, um, she was just, for some reason, I just, she, she died when I was, I guess, I don't know, 30? Um, but mm, No, it was after that. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit after that. Um, she was just, you know, the person like who I just, I used to just, uh, everything about her was just love. You know what I mean? She just exuded like such affection and uh, she, her hugs, everything about her, you know, she was just squishy with big boobs and <laughs> I used to take baths with her, which 
people might think is disgusting, but it wasn't like that. It was just super sweet and like fun. And uh, she played Mahjong and she spoke Yiddish to my grandpa and called him by his, you know, his Hebrew name, Mendel. And like, just was such a, I don't know. I just feel like she connected me so much to like my roots, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when a lot of what I think about is um, her, she did, however, sleep without underwear on. And I used to sleep with her. And you know that. I know that because she used to like take her bra off in front of everybody. Like you could have come over. She would have gotten naked in front of you. She didn't care. She was just like this like old like Russian like, you know, she just didn't care, you know. She would take her bra off and you hear it. Thoop, thoop, yeah, on exactly the on the floor. Right, her two <laughs> enormous boobs down to the floor. But you know, she she was just like she used to say, "You have to let it breathe. Don't sleep with underwear. You have to let it breathe." <laughs> so I don't sleep with underwear because you have to let it breathe. So which um, I appreciate, by the way, it makes it a lot <laughs> but easier. But I sleep with sweatpants. She didn't sleep with sweatpants. <laughs> so um, yeah, but your sweatpants have holes in them, so it's ah uh, okay. <laughs> so that was my first one. That she Aww. just you know yeah. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next? Mm-hmm. Me next? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go back to this. So this is, I guess, less or more sentimental. Mm. Um, sure. Should get some music playing? You wanna pl- yeah. Pl- can you sing while I do this? Can you snap? <laughs> I'm a good this? snapper. Oh, God, you're the worst. I'm, a real, I'm I, really good. No, you are good, but I hate it. I, I hate your snapping. Pet peeves part it's four. A, it's an um, underappreciated talent. So I had a teacher in high school. Senor Gonzalez. Oh. And he was a defining person in my life, big time. Because, so as I've spoken about before, I went to a boarding high school. Um, I went to public schools all my life, and I was a fucked up kid. And my parents said, finally, like, you, you need to go to boarding school. Like, you need to get away from our town and be in a boarding school. So I had this teacher from my first year, who was my Spanish teacher, obviously. Um, but not only that, he was my soccer coach. Um, and he was kind of my mentor. Like, he knew that I had issues. He knew that I didn't belong there. Like, I went to a prep school. I came from uh, the opposite of a prep school. It's the best way to say that. You came from a Pantera concert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, like, he knew it. He knew I was a messed up kid and he did everything to help me. He would bring me into his room one-on-one to talk to me. How's it going? What's going on? Like, talk to me. There's nobody else here. Just talk to me. And he's the guy, he was, um, who got me into fencing. And he's like, listen, (laughs) you need to, listen, ladies, I'm taken. Okay. He's like. He got me into fencing as if it was like. Well, but, but if I wasn't so fucked up, I would have taken that to a level that I, could have been incredible. Like he was like, you need to like get rid of some aggression. You need to just do a sport where you can just attack. Look, I wasn't built for football. So that was out. And he got me in and I was really good. I spoke about this before, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it was a great way to like alleviate my aggression. And I got to stab people and shit. Like I was able to just go out there with a sword and just fucking stab people. And that was awesome. It felt amazing. And I was good. So I loved it. And um, this guy knew that I was out of place. I was not comfortable where I was. And he did everything he could have done to make me feel secure in myself in a place that I did not belong. All right. Okay. Your turn. Well, my, my next one is sort of, you know, everybody has like friendships in their life that are, you know, are 
for some reason, like, have really affected you. And I have a bunch. You're talking about me? I have a bunch, but, um, you know, the one I'm going to talk about is my friendship with Rebecca, who is the one who introduced us. And my friendship with Rebecca is, it goes back to sixth grade we met, and she was very shy and everything. She wasn't, you know, she was... Like not in the same group of friends as I was or whatever, but I remember she, we were in the same class and I remember thinking to myself, she is a cool fucking girl. I want to hang out with her. Like she was different. She was quiet. She was reserved, but I just really like felt a connection to her and it turned out like, yeah, it was, thank goodness. I like went over and spoke to her and asked her if we could hang out because she wound up being one of like the most influencing influential people in my life. I mean, so when she was when we were younger, we have I mean, we would sit and watch. She introduced me to great film and she inter- she, she introduced me to great music and um she introduced me to people who were like different than the regular people that I hung out with. Mm-hmm. And she um and she had uh, her aunt and uncle were producers in Hollywood and she said to me one summer when I you know our first summer of being friends, do you want to come visit them in Hollywood with me? <laughs> and I was like, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, no interest. Yeah, and so <laughs> she and I took a plane and we went um to Hollywood and stayed with her aunt and uncle for like three summers we did this and they were friends with you know like Tom Cruise would walk in and out of their house Woody Harrelson um they were really good friends with the director Joel Schumacher so when Terminator came out uh you know Terminator 3 I think he was the director we we went and saw it with him or whatever um he just was was just like an unbelievable experience that had I not gone up and spoken to her that day Mm -hmm. it never would have happened well Becca wasn't just like watch an 80s movie like about being cool and it's like the football player or the Mm -hmm. cheerleader the head cheerleader like that was like cool back then like Mm -hmm. But Becca's the opposite cool of that. She was just a good person and she knew her shit as far as like you were saying about movies, about books, about whatever. Like like she was just a great person to know. Mm-hmm. She's just the type of person who when you're when you are with her you feel like you're really like experiencing life. Like you're really, she just has such an appreciation of everything. She's just this person And makes you feel so good about yourself. Makes you feel so good about yourself. Um, and we don't see her nearly as much as we would Becca, like. come on, man. Right. But she, she also introduced us, which to me is so funny because she, I went up to her and spoke to her and she was so different from, uh, from me. And when she would, when she said, you and me up in high school, like all I can think to myself looking back on it is like, what the fuck did she think I was going to like about you? But she saw something in both of us that she thought we would Mm. really like about each other. And it turned out to be a disaster the first time. But it's just so strange to me that she thought of all her guy friends and she was friends with so many guys Mm -hmm. um, and of all her girlfriends that she put us together and like she's just one of these people who I think has this fucking like intuitiveness of bringing people together and so my friendship with her is, is you know, and, I and like I that. said, she's the person who will go like eight months without talking. Yeah, which and has then, been about eight months now. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll get together and it's like, oh, I just love her, mm-hmm. you know, and you can never get mad at her for not staying in touch because life is life. And, but it's that thing that we just, we reconnect so much every time we're together. You ever cheat on me with her? 
Uh, I did kiss her. Me too. Yeah, we did. Becca, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we love you. She is the only girl I ever kissed. Me too. All right. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. All right. So back. To, all right. So I have to pick a person too. So I go back to my roommate from high school. I say roommate in high school. If anybody hasn't listened before, I went to a boarding high school. You, I you saw, just said I, I said it before, but just because I didn't want to confuse anybody with that. Um, but skip it. You don't seem like you want me to yeah, talk just, about this. No, no, no. Just let's let's go. We're we're twenty five. Let's let's speed it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So when I went to to boarding school, I, like I said, I came from a public school as my roommate did. Um, in not the greatest of areas and not the greatest of, um, not upbringing, but the area that we came from, um, but we were both in the same situation and we connected immediately. We were freshman roommates and we ended up being roommates all throughout the four years of high school, except for one year. Cause we were not allowed to be roommates that year because we did too much shit and fucked up too much together. He's a musician. I was a musician. Um, and we did all kinds of shit together. We got into so much trouble. We did drugs together. He got me smoking cigarettes. Like it was, we, we just connected immediately. I mean, like the Dean of the school ca- pulled us into his office to call us both jerk offs. Like you're fucking up everything. You're like, we were just the same. Um, but I think for both of us, we, like I said before about my teacher, for the two of us, we got us through this school together because we didn't belong. We did not like, I'll tell one quick story. If I haven't told it before, I may have. And then I'll move on where like we had these, did I talk about the exchange students before? Okay. So we had these exchange students. So at this school, we have people coming from all over the world. We have students from Japan, from Russia, from wherever. So we had these Panamanian girls that came to the school as exchange students, three of them. So the day after they got there, they came up to me. They're like, hey, are you Adam? I'm like, yeah, hey, nice to meet you. They're like, is your roommate so-and-so? I said, yeah. They're like, we got to hang out. We got to talk. I'm like, okay, why? What happened? Well, we came, we got here literally last night. The girls set up a meeting in the girls' dorm and we're like, stay away from Adam and stay away from his roommate. Don't go near them. So they were obviously like attracted to that and came up to us. And I, yeah, we, I ended up dating one of them and I, you know, but that's who we were at that school. Yeah. Well, that's, what's so interesting is that's how I remember you in high school. And, and I, you know, we dated briefly in high school, but the short amount of time that when I said, Rebecca set us up, we went to a coffee shop for the first night that we went out. Uh, you brought me back to your dorm room. I was obviously extremely easy. You hid me from your RA. Um, we listened to Ozzy Osbourne. I lied no, to you and said I liked Pearl Ozzy Osbourne. First, was... we listened to Ozzy Osbourne, and you asked me if I would marry you because I said <laughs> I loved Ozzy Osbourne. I lied. But um, I remember you. That's the guy I remember you being, walking up to my door to pick me up for a date and smoking a cigarette while my dad answered the door. And <laughs> Which I don't remember but, still. But it happened. <laughs> and, you know, uh, driving me home from uh, high school with, two little kids who I babysit and was responsible to bring home and you're smoking cigarettes in the car with these two kids. And I'm like, dude, don't fucking smoke with the kids in the car. Like you just had no idea of 
right from wrong. No, not much has changed. That's fucking true. <laughs> Holy shit, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, we just established but it's, that. But <laughs> it's so interesting that you just said that because I always think of it as back then, but you're right. Yeah. Like, not much has fucking changed. Yeah. Well, that's uh, more Because I don't know if you completely grow up. I, I'm saying this about a lot of guys in general. Like, we, I feel like I'm like a, I, I mean, you're a different person, but... Oh my God, it's so interesting that you just said that. Yeah. Because, yeah, granted, you wouldn't like smoke cigarettes in front of our kids. Sure, no, I said that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's true. You don't, in your own way, as a grown up, know right from wrong. You're learning. <laughs> By the time we're in the nursing home, you'll know. All right. Um, Holy shit. Wow, that was like a revelation. Yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm looking back on it as being something that was so different from now, it's just morphed into different things. Like, yes, you know, maybe you're not hiding me in a dorm room because you don't have a dorm room and maybe you're not coming to the door and answering with a cigarette, but it's still the same kind of stupid shit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's, mm-hmm. wow. Keep yeah. going or move on from that? I don't know. It's just a personality <laughs> trait, I guess. Okay. All right. I have more stories about that, but maybe like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's move on. Okay. Go ahead. Well, no, what do you have next? Um, you asked about regrets. Oh, this is a good transition. Uh, regrets about past, like stuff you, you wish you hadn't done. So this is a good transition because we're talking about smoking and everything. All right, try to think back, if any of you are our age or older, to the 90s. About cigarettes and smoking was a very different thing back then. It was widely acceptable. It was okay. The good old days. That was the great old days. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we could, do you remember it's like smoking in restaurants and smoking in the bars? Which I'm so happy is not the case Me anymore, too. I have to say. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But Although I do love cigarettes, I am so happy that you can't do it in public anymore. I do not think we should, it should be allowed to let any, to kill anybody else. Kill, you know, one thing to, you of know, course. do it yourself. But, um, like smoking was a social thing. It was a social situation. Like, yeah, I wish I never smoked, but do I? Not really. Right, I feel the same because way. Because there's so many situations that if I wasn't smoking, I wouldn't be with those people. Yes. It wouldn't have been like our first date in not New York. Not that we are encouraging smoking. No, if we you, are not. If you can go back to the 90s, I encourage you to smoke. No, but Today, even, no. forget that. I I mean, there. listen, I don't, I hardly ever smoke. I, I hardly ever, but we're honest. I sometimes do it. There are certain friends from my past uh, who I'll go out with and we'll have a couple cigarettes. And it's like for those few moments, we're like... Uh, She's drooling, by the way, guys. I am. I am. <laughs> I, it's horrible. But listen, it's not fucking... It's not crack. It's not heroin. Like, yes, it's bad. We shouldn't yeah. do it. But there's something about the connection of like sitting by a fire with like some cigarettes or, you know, in the summer you're sitting out at night and it's not, I don't know. I hate to glorify it. Maybe Marlboro should be our sponsor. (laughs) What I said, what I was saying was like our first night we met in the city, our, our second first date was at a place that's no longer there in the city. Mm -hmm. And we were down in a lounge in the basement and we just, we, we drank, I don't know, 10, Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Drinks each and smoke two packs of cigarettes each that night. But... That, like the smoking was part of it. Like that was part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And like we look back on it like, yeah, we were we had a, such a great time. And cigarettes played a big role in mm-hmm. our connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about friends. And I feel that way about other situations. Like, uh, yeah, I wish I never smoked. But I did. And it got me into From some From the health fun, perspective. Of course. Mm-hmm. So regrets? Uh no. Oh, so you were talking about smoking as a regret. Yeah. Oh, I see. So I was saying, no, I don't regret it because it, it just gave me too too many situations that I was too in many, that were, Yeah, too many good memories. That were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. brought some great memories. Yeah, there is something about, and I'm sure there are people out there saying, ew, how could you even say that? But there, there was something about having cigarettes and like sitting and talking with your friends or in college or whatever. I don't know. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, if, if today you can't sit, understand like, even in your car when you were driving somewhere yeah. and you know, just out the way, ugh, it, I know it, today it doesn't make sense. Like it, you can't, because, no, of course. Yeah. So it's, it's not good for you. It's not, you shouldn't do it, but, mm-hmm. but it was so different then. Mm-hmm. That it was just more of yeah, a... Yeah, and it was, honestly, it was a big part of my... I've, I've, revealed, I've revealed before, I first tried cigarettes when I was like eight years old. We, my friend and I stole them from my babysitter. and But I, there was something in me that obviously like, you know, there was something I was always, I don't know, I was always like attracted to them. I was always mm-hmm. uh, interested in it. And um, yeah, and I, yeah. So, like, yeah, same thing like you. Obviously, I wish I had never done it because I don't want to know, you know, I don't like what it did to my body. But at the same time, it really, it, it, I didn't hurt anybody. It wasn't, you know, like I said, it doesn't change you psychologically or emotionally. It's, yeah, it was just like a connecting it's a, thing. It was a social thing. Yeah. And it brought people together. And yeah. And you would every- go outside a bar even like they after. don't have to go outside. No, but I'm saying even when we did, even when it was illegal to smoke inside, mm-hmm. a bunch of people would be outside, and you'd all get out there, and you'd all talk, and you know. Well, even like with you with marathon, mm-hmm. like after the marathon, mm-hmm. there'd be people like hovered under yeah. sheets smoking, and it's like a <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's mi- I'm mixed about it. I have very mixed emotions about it all because, you know, if I, I say if I get to a certain age, I'm just going to like fucking, I want like a village of people to be together and us, we're all going to just drink and smoke and have fun. <laughs> sure. But at the same time, obviously, I know it's not good for you and I don't want my kids to do it and, you right. know. Okay. Kind of okay. okay. That's enough of that. And you, what about regrets? Okay. So here's my, and this is sort of a question for you too. And obviously- we're both going to say we wouldn't change it for anything. We met young and we love where we are and we love the life we've, you know, created and stuff. But we did, you know, we were 21. I was 21 when I started dating you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd slept with one other guy. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
I mean, I don't have any good memories from it. He was the sweetest guy ever, but I didn't have like amazing sex with him. You know, like I never had a one night stand. I never experimented with a woman. I never, um, just so many things I never did because we met so young Mm -hmm. and you did a lot of that because number one, you started early. You, you, we've spoken about the fact that you lost your virginity at 14. Yeah. I lost my virginity at 20. Yeah. That's sad. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, good for me, but no, but at the same time, I, my, I, it was complicated for me because, you know, I I think I had very complicated emotions about sex and it was something that was, um, sparked my OCD a lot. So I knew um, that for some reason for me, you know, I was always worried about AIDS and sex STDs and stuff in a way that was probably ridiculous, but I was in some ways playing it smart, not doing that stuff because I knew it was going to like set off my OCD. Okay. And so, um, but had I had more time, maybe I would have been able to, you know, go out and have more experiences or whatever, but I didn't. And I guess sometimes like I wish, yeah, I, listen, I talk a lot about, I joke a lot about lesbianism or whatever. I'm not really joking. I like really yeah, we, wish. We, we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I had explored more. I wish I had done stuff that, you know, you look on like, oh yeah, my college days I experimented or whatever. But I even just wish I had like kept my options open. Not that I wish I had ended up with anybody but you. I just wish I had, you know, quote unquote, like no pun intended, like thought outside the box more. <laughs> <laughs> or inside the box more. I don't know how, which way that if goes. If I said to you, take a week and go experiment and do whatever you think you want, could you do it? No, it's too much pressure. But, 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 just, but all the people that I want to have an experience like that with are people I know and they're all married. Yeah, but you'd find someone. Well, I don't want to like just go, like, excuse me, when I have like, no, that's not the way it works for me. I need the emotional connection. There's got to be like a place that you go to. No, it doesn't work like that like, for hey. me. It's all the people in my life who I love so much. And, you know, like I have friends who we always talk about it and stuff. And we're half joking, we're half serious, mm-hmm. but I need that connection. I can't just go out and like make out with somebody at this point. I wish I, was I had. I going to say, like is it, w- if it was that, 20 back, years ago. Listen, back in the day, I was in Mexico. I made out with a guy on the, you know, who I didn't know on the dance floor. Like I did, but it wasn't like, it was just stupid. And I, at this point in my life, if I'm going to do something, it's going to have some meaning behind it. It's mm-hmm. not going to just. For a reason. Be. Yeah. Because honestly, at this point, to be turned on, it would have to have an emotional connection. Um but like, I kind of have to wait for you to die, like, or something. <laughs> well, it's not going to be that long, so you're going to have a nice life ahead no, of you. No, but I mean, all my friends and I are like, we want, we, we wish we had experienced it, we wish we had done it, but now we're like, we can't. So, um, that's my biggest regret. Regret, not even just. I mean, I don't, I don't wish I'd had more sex. I don't like wish. I wish, like, just for the sake of having sex. I wish I had just experimented more in a lot of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. I wish I had done... I mean, New York City is filled with, like, fun sexual opportunities that I just didn't take advantage of. Burlesque shows and, you know, stupid, like, parties. But, like, to parties be in a burlesque and, show? No, 
to go, you just do that stuff, you know, just go and like experience all of it. I just wish I hadn't been so inhibited. Okay. So that to me is um, probably my biggest regret. But do you have that at all? Like, do you, is there any part of you that is like, I wish I had had, because uh, we were, we were both still young. Like, is there any part of you that's yeah, like, I wish I had had more time to. To do what? Like there was nothing else. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else I could have done in that time. Like there's nothing you didn't do that you would have liked to do. Like have a threesome. Oh, you had a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, I never had a threesome. Did you ever have um, a blowjob at a concert? I've never I did. had a blowjob. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I've done the things. No, no that... nothing exciting. I never did any of that stuff. No, no. but I got to say, like, I've I've done those things, but the things that... I've wanted to, I guess, accomplish sexually. I've done with you. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't need to go back and be like, hey, I right, wish I'd done but, that. But there's nothing about you that's like, hmm, I wish I, I, I don't even know what, what it could be, you know, because um, I guess you have done a lot. For me, it's mostly just the woman thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really just, I, I, I was so worried and inhibited because of my OCD and because, um, and I was living in New York. And listen, AIDS wasn't, now it's like kind of a non-issue a little bit. Right. Do people today even worry about AIDS? I have no clue. I really don't know. Is that know. still a thing? I don't know, but they worry about STDs. Right. And I was worried about that too. I didn't want to like go home and tell my parents I had like a, I was very concerned about. Oh yeah, you made me get tested right away. Well, you just fucking revealed that you went crazy <laughs> sexually. So yeah. of course, here I was. Well, so we almost broke up because here I was my whole life. Everything I did was like, you want to put another condom on top of that condom? And you were like, oh, fuck it. We don't. <laughs> need anything we're good and then you sleep with me and one night we had unprotected sex your idea and you're like no it was a fucking terrible idea because i was like oh my god i've just gone through the past 10 years of my life like making sure i don't have anything and this guy fucking asshole Mm -hmm. convinces me otherwise that i made you get up at like 7 a.m the next morning and get an aids test yep all good yeah but (laughs) I spent the rest of that night concerned as hell. Um, Wait, what are we talking about? (laughs) We're talking about regrets and like, do you have any regrets of stuff that you wish you had done? You know, whatever it is, sexually, whatever it would have been. I mean, I I know you were upset that you never lived by yourself. I I have a regret that I I never followed my passions. I wish I had done that. That has nothing to do with me. Oh, no. Right. Not at all. Okay. No, this is before you. Right. That I was just such a fucked up kid and didn't know where and how to go places and do something and follow my dreams. And I was lucky that I had a family business to fall back on. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So I settled and Mm -hmm. was like, okay, I have this thing, which I like doing. Um, But it wasn't my passion. So like, yeah, if, if. Could I be, you know, in a band or could I be an artist some other way or can I, you know, 
go into something that I really believe in, whether it was science-based somehow or whatever. I never. I think there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way, I, myself included. Yeah, I never followed my real, true passions. Mm-hmm. And I settled. I don't want to say settled because that's not fair because I was lucky to have the opportunity to get into what I got into. But I, I, I never looked within myself and said, hey, this is what you love. Go fucking do it. I never did that. And that's very common. Yeah. I do. I think that's probably very common. I think there are a lot of people. Listen, I think we're scared and we know that, you know, we're going to need to, uh, especially those of us. And, I, you know, I get a lot of messages from people who have the same situation of us that we, they got married very young and everything. And you know that you need to support people. And the sometimes the easiest way to do that is to go just from point A to point B and just get it, get it done. You know, like just, this is what I'm good at. This is what is in front of me. This is the opportunity in front of me and I'm going to take it. Is there stuff about your past that you wish you had appreciated more? Um, is there stuff in my past I wish I, I would have appreciated more? Like that you feel like you wish it had been more in the moment and, and or you didn't have an appreciation for it. For me, it's just fucking, I wish I could go back and slap myself every time I said how fat I was. I was that annoying fucking girl, that skinny girl who was always saying how fat I was before I even had kids, before I even, I was was just fucking annoying. And I hate to even think of myself like that because what a waste it was. I really was skinny and I really was. And I, you know, I wish I, I, it was fucking annoying. I hate that I was that girl. Like, I right. wish I had just appreciated it and, you know, and not, I don't know what that is that, you know, that I didn't, I wasn't able to just like go with it. Yeah. Mine is much bigger than that. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't worried about like being fat or any of that kind of stuff. Well, you'll never have a f- worry about that <laughs> a day in your life. So no, for me, it was like, Everything, like every wrong decision, every bad choice I've made, every, like, I want to go back and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like in what, give me an example. The house thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wish that never happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you know. Well, but at the same time, like you always say, we made great friends from that. Like a lot of the mistakes you've made (laughs) (laughs) have, have, uh, granted, they have cost us financially you know, Everything. hand over fist, but they've also with every experience we've we've I mean we've met we've met some incredible people yes. with every mistake you've made. Oh, man. <laughs> so each one of our friends is worth a hundred thousand dollars. No, <laughs> yes, yes, in some ways, but no. Luckily, the the um you know the other side of the coin is that. You meet people, you make, you know, you, you get the wrong job or you move to the wrong place or you're not happy at a certain, but yet you make connections and you meet people you otherwise wouldn't have made. So yeah, as much as you have regrets about past stuff, you know, uh, I even think about the fact that like my boyfriend in college, who was such an asshole, he was the biggest asshole I ever met in my entire life. He's the one who told me about J-Date. Had I not dated him and had somebody be such a fucking asshole to me, I never would have met you because I never would have gone on J-Date and re-met you, which is the second time how we met. Mm -hmm. Um, And I legitimately like think back to myself and I'm like, how could I have dated him? He was such a dickhead. But 
I, we wouldn't be sitting here right now had I not done that. Yeah, with another dickhead. Uh, no, maybe, maybe <laughs> with another boyfriend who is now a neurosurgeon. Oh. You want to get into that? Oh, no. fuck you up. No, but seriously, you know, it's just interesting how, yeah, you have these fuck-ups, but at the same time, something comes from it. You know, mm-hmm. something, you, I think we can all think of every fuck up we've ever had and also think like, I, I also think something, you know, I said, next question, this is a good segue. Is there anything from your past that you think had to happen in order for you to be where you are now? I think my OCD attack, I think absolutely we would not be sitting here right now had my, when I was pregnant, if you haven't listened to the OCD episode or the postpartum episode or anything, go back and listen. I have horrible OCD. I had a terrible, um, you know, like bout of it when I was pregnant with Mia, our first child. It, I think it changed us. I think mm-hmm. um, we saw the world in a different way. I think it makes us appreciate every day now that we don't deal with me going through that, that we don't deal with, uh, maybe not as much for you, but everything that happens to me, um, that I'm not, when I'm not going through it is like, to me, a miracle. Like it's a miracle to me that I can go through a day now without counting or without, um, you know, uh, worrying that I did something, you know, that's going to set the world on fire. Like I just, I, I have such an appreciation for life that I didn't have prior to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that with every bad scenario, something good comes out of it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> did anything in my past happen um, to me in order for me to where I am now? Uh, I think it's meeting you. I don't think if I met you, I, I might not be alive today. Aw, I think that's I true. And even though I'm still like on my way down <laughs> to killing myself, um, I think there there could be possibly I think that's an exaggeration. Right. That you, if you hadn't met me, you wouldn't. Have um, I don't know if that's true. Because it's interesting. Because I think if something were to happen to us, and we got—I always think about this: if we got divorced, or if we—if something happened, I don't know if everybody else thinks about this, like. What would happen? Would your spouse be able to find somebody else? Or would you be able to find somebody else? Or maybe you have been divorced and you know. But I always think to myself, like, if we got divorced or something, mm-hmm. I think in a week you'd have somebody else who would take my place like that. Okay. I think I could find somebody else. Uh, that would... Without a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I, you just need someone. I don't know if it's me. No, I feel like I need you. I don't oh. think there's anybody else. I could find somebody else tomorrow mm-hmm. that would just be like, hey... I'm divorced. You want to go out? Sure. Let's go out. No, they wouldn't be even be divorced. She'd be like, I just graduated high school. You want to go out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying I was divorced. I'm 18 and I graduated high school. Do you want to go out? Uh, let me, I'll rephrase Thank that. Thank you. Uh, no, I feel like uh, you're the one who keeps me going. I, I don't think anybody else could do that for me. Wow. Because you know who I am. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And it's... It's been too, like, I can't spend another 16 years with somebody else to finally figure out who I am and how fucked up I am to help me. Like Maybe it wouldn't take 16 years. Maybe it'd be a lot easier. Uh, no. Um, I think meeting you is the thing that I think you would today. have it a lot easier finding somebody than I would. But I don't want to. Uh, okay, but no, I'm just but saying. But I'm saying, like, even if, like, if something happened and you're gone, you're dead. I, I choked you in your sleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> or you choked me in my not sleep when we're having sex. <laughs> right. Uh, and you're gone. I'm not fucking going out to meet somebody, like, to get married again. Like, no, thank you. Okay. Like, don't, well, I don't agree with that, but okay. I would just go into it like a downward spiral, be alone. No, you, you're, you're wrong. I think so. I think you would find somebody. I think that you'd have a whole line of women waiting to, you know, marry your 16-year-looking self. What? Why would I want to get married again? Like, for what? Like, why would I get... I'm not having kids again. Like, what? I'm not... Uh, just to be with somebody. No, I think you're, you're okay. I'll take it. Listen. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, are there any ways in which Adam's past still haunts us? <laughs> or present? Well, present for sure. <laughs> but you know, your past was a very, like you, like you said, you were a bad boy. You were that kid who, you know, people would probably say like, I don't date him. Like you said, there was a meeting and they said, don't yeah. Yeah. stay away from him. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's any way that that still, like, catches up to us today? Wait, I'm confused. What do you mean? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Go ahead. Uh, First of all, when I first joined Facebook in 2008, uh, so we went to, you went to boarding school, I went to private school right down the street from each other. So we had a lot of friends in common. A lot of people knew you. A lot of people knew me. It was, like, sort of, you know, back Mm -hmm. and forth. People dated each other from our schools. So when I first joined... Well, you dated all the guys in my high school. That's how I found out about you. No, yeah, but at least I dated and not just... (laughs) Yeah, sure. So when I told people that I was uh, married to you in 2008, once I joined Facebook, and they said to you, they said to me, you know, what are you, oh, what are you doing now? It's so good to reconnect with you. And I was like, oh, I married Adam Silverstein. (laughs) And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You married Adam Silverstein? Like, are you living in a crack house somewhere? Right. Like, it was legitimately like they were like, aw, like, what happened that you needed to marry him? Like, did you all your options run out? Like, because <laughs> oh, that's who Danielle. you, yeah, because a little bit they were like, did he even, like, is he okay? Is he, you know, it was more of like a, what, 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 what where'd you go wrong? You know, because, and obviously now that they know and you're a different person for the most part and everything, they know that. But it was just like funny that people were like, oh, we feel bad. (laughs) And then also. Jealous. So you grew up around here in this town because Mm -hmm. your parents' business is here. That's why you moved here. Um, And there are girls in the town who you slept with. Who have stayed here. Not that. I'm Really? How many? One? No. Two? No. So when I, and they all have stayed in the town, and I'm at PTA meetings with them, or the one PTA yeah, meeting you went PTA to. Yeah, the one PTA meeting you went to. But I'm like, when I see them sometimes, I'm like, oh my God, you slept with my husband. And you're like, fuck yeah, I got him. No, I'm like, you've touched his penis, and you probably are thinking, first of all, you you were probably such a selfish prick back then, that they're probably like, oh, you poor woman, (laughs) do you even orgasm? Like, does he even get you off? Because you were probably such a selfish asshole back then that you probably didn't even do any of that for them. 
Are you waiting for a response? I mean, I don't know, (laughs) but I can only imagine because you were such a different guy back then. Then I'm, but like, it's weird to be somewhere with your kids and like look over and be like, oh hi, how's your daughter? And oh yeah, how was sex with my husband when you had it? (laughs) You know, like it's yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know how many people out there like even exes. I would think when you like are when you go and see your husband or wife with a new spouse and you're like they're having sex. I don't It just all seems so weird to me that like, you know, I don't know. Sex just like kind of a sacred thing that, um, I don't know. Go out in the wild. Oh, it's not sacred out there. Really? Seriously? (laughs) No, it's a little bit, uh, it it bothers me a little bit. Sure. It does. It bothers me a little bit because I'm like, all right, well, he's my husband. I don't want you guys to know what is going on. And well, they don't, they do. Oh, give me a break. It was like stupid sex, like for one night. Like they don't share what we share together. You I know guess what I mean? So. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to think about it that Damn. way next time. I won. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, okay. And do you believe the saying of hindsight is 2020? No. That's, oh, you don't? That's bullshit. Nope. So you don't look on th- back on things now and you're like, oh, was it wasn't as bad as I make it out to be? No. Or I, nothing seems so bad. You know, time heals all wounds. Um, yes, time does heal. But um, when you're in the moment, there's no foresight to, is this a good idea? Like, is you know, my judgment calls are not the best. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you can always look back. You can always say, oh, yeah, I made the wrong choice. I made, I did the stupid decision. I made the, like I did, I should have done it better. I should have, I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Like looking back and saying, hey, yeah, I fucked up. Like, Well, I think what helps me about looking back at our mistakes is I think with every mistake, I really have to say this, something good has come out of it. You know, like I said about we with the house, if you haven't listened to the Keeping Up With The Joneses episode, listen to that. But even with moving to that house, I, I listen, as much as I give you shit for it, at the same time, I love the people we met right. from doing that, you know? And uh, are, are we still surviving? Yeah, we're still surviving. Would we be in a better place had we not done it? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh, know, who knows? Who knows what would have happened what otherwise? Have, exactly. Uh, but I also feel like it depends on the emotion with looking back 2020. Like, do you ever, for me, moments that are humiliating are just as bad now than they were then. Like, there's certain emotions to me that I look back. Like, I look back on happy moments and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a great moment. And, you know, but I don't really relive the feeling. If you think about a really humiliating moment in your life... The humiliation is no less now, I feel like, than it was then. What? Like, like when I think about humiliating moments in my past, like mm-hmm. I was at a wedding one time and I was drunk and I fell down and I wasn't wearing any underwear and my skirt like flipped up. Is and, that true? Yeah. And like stuff like that, I'm like, when I think back at it, sometimes my head just starts shaking because I'm like, I, I don't even want to get that out of my mind. Is I don't there a video of that? It. Anywhere? I don't know. But I, there's certain like humiliation for me doesn't much subside. Like I still think back to humiliating moments. And if I replay it in my head, I still feel humiliated. Sure. 
But there's other things too, like, you know, sadness. If I look back on sad moments, yeah, time does heal. You know, I'm not as sad. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still devastated that I'll never see my grandparents again. Or, you know, I'm, I'm devastated about many different things, but it doesn't touch me quite as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. When you think about like your dad's death, is mm-hmm. it? Is it as bad now as it was when it first happened? No, of course not. Right. But you say, of course not. Well, time heals. Right. Um, But I know people who have lost their parents, so I think it is maybe women more, but it is as, you know, devastating to them now as it was. Well, I still think of things about it, you know, Mm -hmm. about him that, Mm -hmm. you know, that keep me just as upset as I was on day two. And things that maybe you never finished with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We good? Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I would just say, you know, I think it was, uh, this getaway was good. Yeah. I think if anything, I know it's not in tune with the episode we're doing, but it was, it was necessary. And if there's anybody out there who's struggling right now, and again, I'll say it, we spent too much money. Could mm-hmm. we afford to go to New York this past weekend? Probably not. Nope. We have lots of other expenses. Um, you know, we left the kids with a babysitter. A lot of people will never do that. They did great. They were just fine. Mm-hmm. They were super happy. Um, I, I just think, go do it. Go. Go do it. Make memories about, you know, whatever it is. Something good will come of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're sending out a newsletter. Ooh, we've got a lot of new subscribers. Thanks, yeah. guys, for subscribing. Yeah. Um, so we're just putting out our first newsletter. It'd be a fun one. Uh, yeah. Kind of think fun. They're all going to be fun. We're going <laughs> to try to make them fun. Sure. Yeah, we're figuring it all out. Um, and uh, check out our Instagram. If you are not on Instagram, sign up on Instagram just to be part of Marriage and Martini's community. Yes. Because... We do so much fun stuff. And please, 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 please rate and review. Oh, man, don't beg. I am begging. Okay, beg. Yeah. Please rate and <laughs> She's review. She's on her hands and knees we right need now. It. Yeah. So yeah. We have right. to, I have to go because she's on her hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Love yeah. you. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.